Hello, today we're speaking with Isaac Smith, who's the CEO of Professional Providence Society, to discuss the release of the company's financial year-end results for 2021. Now, PPS Insurance Company is a financial services company that's focused solely on providing financial solutions for graduate professionals. Good morning, Isaac. How have you been? Good morning. Yes, uh, nice to be here. And thanks for the opportunity to talk about uh, the year that was. All right, let's talk a little bit before we get into the, the numbers and the results. PPS, what is it that you do and what sets you apart? Yes, two things sets us apart. First one, you've already mentioned, a very narrow market segment, graduate professionals. Um, we've got certain eligibility criteria, but basically it boils down to a postgraduate qualification. So uh, according to our numbers, about 1. 1.5, 1.8% of society that's eligible. That's the first one. Second one, it's a mutual model, which uh, was more common many years ago, but quite unique these days in financial services in South Africa, which basically means I've got one less stakeholder to worry about. We don't have shareholders, you know, the people who pay our premiums, our policyholders, the profits go to them. All right. So 2021, for many, this was a year of COVID and a disruptor of note. How did you fare when you look at your financial results? What's the overall picture? Yes, uh, indeed. So um, although we are in many of the financial services, short-term investments, but life and income protection still the big part of the business. And obviously, if you provide life cover and income protection, then COVID is the big thing. And 2021 was the year when we really had to assist our members. So in 1.4 billion of claims that we paid out to our members due to what we know were COVID claims. We suspect there's a lot more. Sometimes it's just not classified as such. So that really had a big impact on our underwriting profit. In fact, um, we didn't declare any underwriting profit in 2021. All of that went into claims to our members, but we thought that was the right thing to do. That is what you have to do in a pandemic. All right. Just explain to me what your business does in terms of what are your main lines of income? Is it just premiums? What do you do? Yes, about uh, more than 80% is still what you can call life insurance, but it's uh, not only uh, mortality, it's also uh, sickness, income protection, it's uh, disability, it's critical is that medical illness. medical aid, partly? Not medical aid. We yeah. also do the administration services for ProfMed and a couple of other medical schemes as well. So that's also part of what we do. We also um, provide short-term insurance. So that is motor, household, you know, that kind of insurance. And investments is a big part. You know, people have to save to retire one day yeah. and we supply those services as well. All right, let's look at the income statement. And it was a tough year, wasn't it? And what was the biggest expense line that that challenged your uh, income? Yeah, it was a tough year and also a great year. It was a tough year, um, as we've already mentioned, in terms of claims. If you were a, a stock business, if you were not a mutual, then our shareholders would have said, wow, you know, no underwriting profit at all. That's tough. Um, We look at it through a bit of a different lens. We say, wow, it was so great. We could assist our members in times of need, but no underwriting profit. The um, other businesses that I've just mentioned, they made a bit of profit in which we returned to our members. But it was also a good year. It was a good year in the investment markets. Um, Actually a fantastic year. And because all these profits that we distribute to our members, we notionally accumulated for them. So it stays in our balance sheet until one day when they retire or they stop you know, needing life cover anymore, they'd be paid out to them. 
but it sits on our balance sheet. We invested for them and those investment returns were just awesome uh, in 2021. So investments, we're talking stock markets here, JSC up 24% last year. So that translated into your investment income. Absolutely. Mm. So because our members stay with us for a long time, in fact, our lapse is very, very low in um, most of our members with us for a generation. So very long-term perspective, if you've got that uh, long-term, um, then you can invest it in more growth assets. And that is, as you say, equities, um, local, also offshore, long-term bonds. And yeah, that, as you say, last year, local and, and even offshore markets. It was a great year in the markets and we benefited from that. So what did you do to mitigate against the challenges of COVID-19, putting pressure on your income statement and no doubt the balance sheet, I'm sure? Yeah, look, solvency for us is not really an issue as any other life insurance business and short term as well. You have to prove solvency, but because of our strong balance sheet, that's not the thing. So our protocols in terms of income protection, it was always we looked at how we could adjust it to um, help our me- members to the maximum extent. And uh, But you just have to be fair across the membership, you know, in terms of your rules and, and, and what you do. But to give you an idea... On the life side, we've got about 130,000 members that have got life policies and 12,000, about 12,000 COVID claims. So that's almost one in 10, you know, so that's a big number. Is your business growing? I mean, are professionals signing up? Are you writing new business? Yes, one thing, um, new business is the lifeblood of a life insurance business. So new business, always a number that we track every year. Last year was a good year for us as far as that is also concerned. Um, 274 million of new premium income, life life premium income, which for us was a new record. It was uh, a lot up in 2020, but then 2020, as you all know, was already you know a COVID year. Our previous record was in 2019, but uh, we exceeded that. So yes, the business is growing. And we would always want it to grow more. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we, it's, it's good to see those those new business uh, coming in. The business is healthy. All right. Looking at that income statement again, you said claims were was a big thing. COVID-19 still with us. Do you think 2022 is going to be better than 2021? Yes, good question. The fourth wave, um, which um, at the end of last year, I think it peaked in terms of the general numbers out there. It takes a couple of weeks before it works through our income statement. Sometimes, especially death claims, just takes a bit before it is reported. And um, we have to go through the necessary motions to make sure it's a valid claim and then pay it. Our peak was in February this year. So there's still a bit of that uh, will be in this year's numbers. But we do see claims coming down significantly. In fact, Towards uh, March, we start seeing claims returning to normality. So clever people, clever actuaries tell us there's still waves going to come, but it's going to be flatter. It's probably going to be much less than what we saw in 2021. So we expect 2022 to start returning to a normal year as far as the pandemic is concerned. Obviously, we hope so as well, because then it means that we can, again, um, a lot of the things we do, profit returning to members, you know, that will unwriting profit will be back again. But yes, um, it's very, very difficult to predict these things. I've got empathy for the actuaries who have to build these models. It is difficult, but we do expect the pandemic is going to start fizzling out this year. All right. So what would you say have been some of the learnings? We've been through a time that you could not predict. I mean, the last time there was a global pandemic was 100 years ago. Uh, what you're 80 years old now as a company. What have you learned through this experience uh, that will set you up for another shock maybe in the future? So interesting you mentioned it. Yes, 80 years. We celebrated that birthday um, last year. Interesting if you deduct 80 from 
2021, it takes you back to 1941. So we <laughs> always have this internal thing to say <laughs> during when, you, when it's tough times. I mean, 1941 was the Second World War. So perhaps a bit in our DNA to come through these tough times and actually to start new things during tough times. In fact, our investment business was during the Great Recession of the Northeast when we started that business. Now, what have we learned? So many things, you know, um, always take the learnings from a, from a good crisis. Um, from staff, you know, the way I think we, in our hybrid model, that's going to stay, it's going to be nuances how different businesses apply that. But um, that's a big learning. I think how much we actually can do in other ways, um, there's a lot of learnings around that. But I think as far as the claims and things like that are concerned, it just a big learning is just that you have to be agile and um, you have to be nimble and you have to adjust things um, to assist members. And, and also don't knee-jerk. I think in the investment markets, there were the temptations a lot of the times to say, should we make big changes to our balance sheet? Should we perhaps maybe bank profit and now move a lot into cash, less volatile? We eventually resisted that, and I think that's a big learning to say: keep your eye on the long term. Don't make, don't try to time markets. That's a, that's a big learning, and it worked for us uh, not to try doing that. So, one hundred and fifty thousand odd members. What what is it that they want? Why do they join up with PPS? Look, the solutions we we supply is very much the solutions that professionals need. Professionals, a youngster, often the twenty-somethings, they are robust, they bulletproof, they think so. But I mean, probably the biggest asset they have is their qualification, and that they have to protect. Eh? Um, if 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 um, they get uh, um, disabled or sick, they cannot earn an income. Um, they need protection. Sadly, we often see claims. You know, even permanent income claims. People in their twenties, very very few of them. So professionals need that protection, uh, income protection, obviously normal life cover and so on. So our solutions are, we believe, it's very very suitable for the professional segment. Um, it's, it's market leading for that segment. But then on top of that, there is that profit that's also returned. To put it simply, all the profit that would have gone to shareholders in financial services, if you were to join another business, in our model, it comes back to you. All right. So essentially, through time, there are services that you're going to need and, and claims that you can make. But over time, you're actually building some wealth that's accumulating over time. That's absolutely so. So people save their normal retirement savings, yeah. re, uh, retirement annuities. That, But on top of that, there is this thing called profit share. And we probably a bit for the fun, I don't know, but we also <laughs> always like to track how many of these members' profit share accounts over a million last year. That number jumped up to more than 9,000 over the of members. We have accumulated more than a million in their profit share accounts. A lot of them more than 2 million. So um, that is, I mean, a billion or 2 million is not going to be enough to retire for most professionals on, not at all. But it's very valuable to assist. It's, it's part of the assets that they can use to fund income in their, in their later years. All right. And uh, looking forward, what are the plans? Your subsidiaries are doing well. Is there plans to expand, look into other areas? Yes, the big thing about the subsidiaries, as I've mentioned earlier, big part of the balance sheet, big part of the income statement is still the life business. There's huge opportunity for the subsidiaries to grow significantly. We already have started seeing that growth in our investment business that grew very strongly last year. But yes, it's all about filling those other buckets for members to make more use of the other solutions that we can provide. Yeah, in the future, I mean, the life insurance business, South Africa, quite competitive, very, very creative. It's always um, in the world. It's South Africa is also considered one of the pioneers in terms of life products and new developments. So we have to stay 
on top of our game there, so so product development. But um, some exciting things, we are also looking at diversifying income. In fact, last year showed, I mentioned no underwriting profit, but profits from the subsidiaries, and we want to build that portion of our income statement out. I think there's eventually a lot of profit that can be there irrespective of what happens on the underwriting side, and that's going to be a, a strategic focus for us. All right. So just to wrap up, so you would say 2021, yeah, strong headwinds, but you navigated well and uh, you managed to move forward. Absolutely. What's that uh, tale of two cities, eh? best of times, worst of times, that's more or less the, the story. I think it was actually a great year. Great year in terms of the value that we could return to our members, both in terms of claims and also now the profit share that we could declare. Isaac Smith, CEO of PPS. Thank you so, so much indeed for joining us. Uh, well done. And uh, we wish you the best of luck in the new year. Thanks so much.